Hey guys, the other day we were at the Catlon with Jan Deniz and they have implemented new self-checkout registers. Ooh. Or are, are they just called self-checkouts? Hmm. I don't know. If, like, I, obviously yeah. that store is in Turkey, so it's not called anything in English. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, it's like, um, like uh, use it yourself cash mm-hmm. point cashier points like do it yours do it yourself checkouts do it yourself no. checkouts <laughs> well someone on uh, wikipedia translated as öz çıkış but <laughs> the translation of self is so i'm never gonna use that <laughs> never gonna take that as a real I'll admit right away that our translation guy isn't with us during this episode and we are not able mm-hmm. to learn the actual one from him. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately. So, um usually the Catlon has a really long line. Uh but the, there was no line at the self-checkouts as usual. So we went for them. And first Jandinis tried to scan the items. And Should I say he was unsuccessful? Mm. I mean, you can say that I was successful, but then you would be lying. So I think it's better. <laughs> like, uh, is that totally right? I I took it from his hands. Then I scanned the product and the other product. Then uh, I uh, changed the screen to the paying parts. And Janine tried to pay by, what was it called? Contacts? Yeah. Like the RFID card, the thing with the yeah. card, but from this, we are so bad at we are so bad at knowing the English versions of words. <laughs> yeah, because RFID? No, it's not. Not no, it's contactless, right? I, yeah, contactless. Yeah, c- contactless payment. No, but isn't contactless like this keychain thing, like like the round plastic? It can be that too, like a keychain, like a pass. Um, for doors. Anyhow, you <laughs> <laughs> paid without uh, inserting the cart inside the the pop pop uh, post. Yes, post, post machine is absolutely right. And, Any. and he he was he was he was also unsuccessful at uh, reading his cart. So I took it from his hands. Then I did the thing, and it worked. And Johnny is um. Annoyed at me and the cat nonna. You know, let me quickly tell this from your point of view. When you started telling the story, mm-hmm. I was because I was very frustrated at the store to the machine. Mm-hmm. I thought I would be very frustrated at you for bringing this up, but you have so spectacularly failed telling the story. <laughs> I don't feel frustrated anymore. <laughs> like the way Izal wasn't able to tell the story is the way I failed to use the machine <laughs> thank you why don't you tell it then okay it happened exactly as Izal said but <laughs> I have a little I, I will add a small detail uh, the reason I failed to use the machine was well not the credit card but the first part the part where <laughs> you scan Uh, in the machine, there is this thing that cashiers use, like there is this laser gun-like device that throws laser to the barcode and it reads. There is this thing, but I failed to aim it properly to the barcode. 
And I instead ended up aiming with a different part of the machine. Uh, and that's why I failed to read. After Izal took it from my hand and used it to read the barcode, I thought, yeah, surely now I see where I should aim the thing because there's this crosshair thing in the middle of the laser gun. Mm-hmm. Now I know how to aim the laser gun. Surely I will ace the next products, but I failed there too. I don't know why I failed the second time. Maybe because I'm bad at this. Um, like this, this wasn't even the first time I used one of these. The, these similar devices exist in grocery stores sometimes, and I use those things very easily. Yeah, but those things don't usually come with portable uh, laser guns, right? Uh, barcode readers. They, they have, they they have a surface you point the barcode to. Yeah, correct. I think yeah. that makes more sense in general because, like. With a barcode, you would be able to read it better with a camera instead of a laser gun. Like laser yeah. guns, the old technology cameras are much more affordable now. No, actually, they also use the laser gun, but it's it's sta- uh, it's stable in stable in the the uh, desk. So you need to uh, turn the item into that device. So, but uh, with the handheld device, you can also see the laser gun and the crosshair you mentioned. More easy mm-hmm. and a- you can aim it to the item, I guess. And it's I practical. think the reason you would have a laser gun in Decathlon is <laughs> it's so funny when you call it laser gun. Um, I think the reason you would have a laser gun in Decathlon is because of the irregularity of the items they sell. No, yeah. like, no, no, no. Wait, no, 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 no. Decat in in Decathlon's um, uh, checkouts, uh, they have. The uh, m- most items in the Catlon stores have their um, little RFID things uh, sewn into them. So you just put them in the uh, box on the counter yeah. and it just reads it. But hmm. the things we were yeah. buying doesn't have those. I don't. I didn't know about this. I didn't know about this at all. But also, also this is the main difference with, uh, between groceries, groceries, grocery stores. And mm-hmm. retail stores, I mean, uh, yes. the apparel cl- uh, stores, all the apparel clothes, like uh, stores, they have handheld device. Like just, you see, uh, just remember uh, your experience in the reg- uh, regular cashiers. They all have a, a handheld device, but on the mm-hmm. groceries, they just like with the item in the uh, band, they just come and they turn the uh, item into the device and mm-hmm. it goes on. But uh, I think like I also have an experience in Decathlon. It was not a nice experience as well for me oh, no. because I pulled, uh, put all my clothes, I mean, uh, all, all my items into the basket. Uh, and you should, you should never put all your things in one basket, but please continue. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't. Uh, paid because they said uh, some of the items were from uh, on uh, they were on sales so they can't I can't buy those items in the self checkout box it, like yeah. and no one said that also to buy things I was using my credit cards and I wanted to divide it into little portions I don't know also the term of it <laughs> okay uh-huh. and I couldn't do that as well, so I needed to go to check in regular one. It was not. It was not a good experience as well. It could have been easier. 
What would you change in the machine to make it easier? I mean, first of all, they need to arrange all of those uh, items according to this. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they like, if they have some exceptions, like, uh, like is asset, like you can either put them uh, into the basket or you can't use, you can use a handheld device. But how can I know about this? Is it's they should be like unify those things? Yeah, it, yes, it, it expects it expects too much from the customer to use the machine. Like I know which items are usually scanned or put in the box because I I'm the one person people uh, my friends send me to Decathlon to buy things for them so <laughs> I, I'm used to which items go where mm-hmm. I mean even an experienced uh, customer can't really know which bank credit cards works and which bank's credit mm-hmm. card don't work They regular customer can't know about this exactly mm-hmm. I, regular customer shouldn't know about this I mean, and no one. I mean, no one can know about this. Mm-hmm. No one, even cash can, even cashiers can't, maybe not aware of it. You know, in Turkey, every now and then, when you go to a store, like a small store in the street or something, uh, there comes a moment when you are trying to pay with a credit card, and the person who's supposed to take your payment doesn't know how it's used, so they yell at their children or something. <laughs> and somebody else comes and shows how that device is used. Mm, mm. So I completely agree with Enes. But I know how to use those devices. I mean, look, so. you are a cool person. You are a cool person. Yeah. You are not the ordinary customer. Yes. Like if Enes comes to my store, I wouldn't be like, oh, some customer came. I would be like, oh, Enes is here. He should have like tea or something. Don't you want some <laughs> of my product, Enes? I would be like that. <laughs> yeah, this reminds me that... Uh, I, I forgot to close my window. Let me do that first, then I will say what I was saying. Was that product placement? I think that was product placement. She's product placing the fact that she has a Mac over there because if I said <laughs> I'm going to close my windows, then I would have to, like, the recording would stop for me. <laughs> you are funny. Uh, I was saying that uh, the other day I went to the bazaar, like the traditional Um, hmm. Kapalı Çarşı Ooh, bazar. Grand Bazaar <laughs> in Bursa. Oh, the bazaar. The bazaar, like yes. The, the place where tourists understand when you say bazaar. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I went to that place in Bursa the other day, and um, for the first time in months, there was a place that didn't take credit cards. Oh, it was, was only cash. Yes, and it's been a while. I've been to a place like that. Like in Germany, unfortunately, a lot of them are actually like a lot of people don't take card, uh, or there's like a limitation of taking a card. Um, but I, I, I got so really used to in Turkey too, and also in the states that like you know you can pay anything with card. Um, but how was the checkout process for you when it was just cash? Well. I had cash on me, so okay, good. I just you just gave the guy. But but Elif, I'm uh, I'm disappointed of you because like we are not like 
we are not in, uh, that young to not remember how we were paying in cash. <laughs> because... No, no, I, I, I was asking the question about like com- maybe better to phrase it, like yeah. to compare it with your doing it on your own, to talking with an actual human, giving money and taking it back. I think it does emotionally creates a different understanding of buying, like yeah. There was there was this talk like hey, do you have um iki buçuk lira mm-hmm. and it's like uh, I when I looked at my vault and no I just have one lira and um mm. yeah exactly that, <laughs> like th- there is this kind of small gestures of like okay mm-hmm. I want to give you a paper money rather than give you a lot of change so if you give me like fifty cent of change mm-hmm. or like fifty kuruş of change I can uh give you five lira in paper in return like these kind of like small gestures makes you feel like you're actually shopping and there's an element of like bargaining i feel like you cannot really bargain <laughs> with the point out like you cannot say hey man i only have i'm missing 10 cents on me could you let me pass <laughs> and you know like okay 10 cents yeah, is nothing like- just take it yeah <laughs> yes um The other day I was buying a um, newspaper and they were like, we don't have any metal money, so go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You can even get free stuff because people don't have change. No, no, not free. Just no. I can't say in English. I can't say that. Two and a half liras. It is so easy. Like, remember uh, that show so that's with the Charlie Sheen and the little kid and the other person? Similar, except instead of men's lira. But my mind just goes to iki buçuk lira. <laughs> so, of course, this, this is for our young, this is for our young, younger audience in Turkey. Back at the time, we were high schoolers. Uh, two and a half liras had purchasing power. Yes. And you were able to go to places and buy things with it. So uh, it is like, um, it is the sort of thing that you would be saying a lot, saying a lot like how much is this two and a half liras? Like that yeah, like, was a thing? Two and a half lira were a pocket money for a children. Yes, yes. You It, it would take you over a day in school. Mm-hmm. You can buy lunch and snack. Yeah, yeah. It it was half chicken dinner. Yes. And when she says half chicken donor, she doesn't mean like half, half of one chicken donor, which is five there. What she's saying is chicken half donor portion. in half a bread. Like it's the whole product. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now I want one. <laughs> oh, no. Um, It's on break. I'll close my window and hope for the best. <laughs> and end of the... <laughs> Janine's computer closes down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have also closed my window. <laughs> no, but but I'm recording from my iPhone, so it's fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the other side. This, this episode is not sponsored by Apple yet, but like Apple, you have like two two weeks uh, if or so. Binelli was here. I'm sure he had something to say. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> Luckily, he isn't. So okay, let's get back to checkouts and. So I think 
Elif you are enthusiastic about this yeah. mm. uh, money exchanging hands type of purchasing. So maybe you should talk about how you feel. I like I now I want to quickly compare in person with talking to human versus doing it yourself in a machine in a way. Uh, but I'm now kind of comparing like in a like a farm market or a bazaar kind of environment and like a regular checkout uh, store. And um, so I think there is this element of pressure that you feel in person and you don't really feel that in checkout yourself, like a self-checkout station in a store. Because even though it is really nice to talk to a human and, you know, exchange, build a relationship, you know, they become your uh, bodega guy, they become your bakkalabi or whatever, right? Like you start to build an actual relationship with them. I I feel like this can also lead to some sort of um, reciprocity between each other. You have to buy something if you enter the store, like, or I don't know if if you, uh, or like sometimes when they don't have the change, they give you chocolate instead, and you end <laughs> up buying something still that you weren't intentioned, like you didn't have the intention for. And, um, I, I, I genuinely feel emotionally there's that element of like a little bit of peer pressure or like, especially in the farmer's market kind of situation in Turkey, it's really common to taste fruits or products. They mm. will give you a sample, like even in the stores too, but now you're directly talking with the person who's going to sell you that, right? And you're in front of their whole stand and they have this delicious fruits. Uh, let's pick plum. And you you take the plum, you eat it and it's nice. You taste the plum. Yes, the plum season is open, but you don't have the intention of buying it. But the guy is there looking at you. What do you want me to give you, brother? What do you want me to give you, sister? And then like kind of already started picking plums for you and placing them in the bag. Okay, half a kilo is right. Or do you want me to turn this into a 10 liter? Like again, back in the day, you can buy um, a kilo or more like with 10 liter. But yeah, like so there is this kind of like... Like you find yourself, it happens so fast without you noticing. Like, okay, uh, sure, tender is fine. I didn't have the intention of buying a plum. But yeah, now the guy has already prepped it up for me and you cannot say no and just leave it be. Um, yeah, I think you don't really have that when you do it yourself. Um, so you can actually do a little bit more small like quantity shopping <laughs> or change your mind and leave it or like you, i i don't know i don't know what you guys think about this whole comparison <laughs> i mean i yep. agree with the experience is that you go i'll i'll say later no no you um i was thinking about the time you bought cheese What do you mean? I buy cheese all the time. I I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but from from the from the bazaar near our house. house. Uh, the uh, it was the the good but good cheese with the irritating person, right? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about the same time I went to the bazaar, but I was thinking about a different experience from that same bazaar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what happened was we went to the bazaar with Izal. We don't usually do that. We don't usually do that, but like I have 
I think I needed something specific and I thought I would be able to find it in bazaar easily. Mm-hmm. But we went there and there was this guy who was selling these delicious huge turnips. Mm, not turnip. Like Anta- turnip, Antalya turnip, in, in fact. Is it turnip? Um, it, it turnip, pink, large, like... Shalgam. I mean, maybe radish. I don't, I don't know the difference between radish and a turnip. I think radish is smaller, turnip is bigger. It was okay. very big. Like it, it, it was, uh, it was the size of Japanese turnip. You know, daikon, big white mm-hmm. things, but it was pink. And the guy sold them as Antalya turnip, and like it was so delicious. He gave us a sample. It was amazing. It blew our minds. Mm-hmm. We bought two of them. It was great. Like it was best turnip I have ever eaten in my life. And you don't get that in a supermarket. No, no, no. You, I have never seen a single that kind of turnip in a supermarket ever. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I, I, I met the experience. In the, in the bazaar, there's also this mushroom person who only sells mushroom, like these uh, three mushrooms. Not the and, magic kinds. <laughs> no, no, reg- regular, regular culture mushrooms. They are called in Turkey. Um, but unlike you, Elif, I actually find that very irritating, the mm. type of guilt tripping people into buying stuff. It's hard. It's hard. I don't fully enjoy it either. Mm. I I am actually very grumpy at bazaars because I know if I don't act grumpy, that's going to happen to me too. I, I really don't like it when that happens. I don't like it when people force a purchase on me. I like to buy the exact amount that I want, like... I say, give me 20 liras of tomatoes. I, like, I never buy tomatoes from the bazaar, but it's an example. Give me 20 liras worth. And if he says, but it's like 25, I no. say, then remove some from the bag and give me 20 liras. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. So mm. yeah, same experience, but different uh, connotations with me. But But like, if you go back to the store... I still feel pressured sometimes, like, you know, like I feel like I find myself buying things I was didn't have the intention of buying. Maybe it's not directly as upfront where you see the guy and the guy is kind of pressuring you. But I think with design, which has been discussed many like um, UX store experience papers and sort that there is that kind of like a subliminal Uh, messaging which leads to shopping more uh, which one would you like have you guys had those kind of experience in grocery stores or even like Primark or Ikea like these are meticulously designed to make you shop more than you intended to Izel is usually a prime offender on that regard <laughs> so maybe you'd like to talk about Or like an Ines is maybe a good customer and he's able to resist the temptation. Yeah, sometimes I don't remember if I said it or not, but sometimes in regards to uh, having that temptation, when I'm like after work, when I'm coming uh, to home, I usually have some stops that I uh, visit prior to entering the house. So I just go little supermarkets that near on my uh, on the way of my home. Eat like one or two of them at least. I enter them just to see what items are available 
on sales? What items are on sales? What are the promotional items? Like just the ones near the cashier, cashier side. I just want to see them, even though I won't buy anything. So you see them, but you don't buy them. Sometimes I buy them. <laughs> mm, mm. I never. I don't. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. But <laughs> I have those kind of temptations. But on the other hand, whenever someone says me like, whenever a salesperson tries to use marketing tactics, um, traditional Turkish marketing tactics on me, I refuse them. <laughs> <laughs> That was very predictable, Enes, because. But. Even like when I'm going there to see those items, I think I f- I still have the control over myself. I uh, control over them. I think mm-hmm. I I can decide whether if I'm going to buy or not. So I prefer self checkouts in that sense as well. Like I'm a quite nice buyer. Uh, like I really want to buy some things. I really do. Uh, buy things without thinking that much but whenever someone tries to sell me something i refuse them you know i think the reason that happens is ns the traditional turkish sales tactic is shoving a particular item down your throat like (laughs) item x is the best item in the world and they are trying to show it to you you will never find it anywhere in this bazaar like this one The objective isn't getting you in the store. The objective isn't giving you a lot of options to buy from. The objective is trying you to buy or at least sample a specific thing. But like, I'm not just thinking the Turkish uh, uh, streets uh, kind of markets, uh, but also like whenever I'm going to buy things, like it can be either like uh, subscribing uh, sports, Uh, a gymnasium, a sports hall, sports gym. Yeah, gym. Yeah. Uh, whenever we are subscribing a gym, I don't like to go there and talk to salesperson there. Hmm. I just want to buy it online. Like I, I know how I can. Like what are the uh, sales? What are the promotions? Uh, uh, what happens when I buy them? I already like even though I go there and buy things. I mean, when I go there just to uh, subscribe for example i have already know what they're offering so i don't really want to t- talk much i just want to do the thing whenever say ask me to do something i refuse them to add extras yeah like i recently bought a glass uh prescripted glasses i have already know about the, the promotions they were offering So I just go there. I didn't like, I refused the help. I select my glasses and then I went there and select my glass type as well and mm-hmm. b- about it. And also like I had a, like, uh, they were offering some um, promotional sales as well on the second uh, sunglasses. I mean, the sunglasses, if you buy a glasses, if you buy glasses. So I had already know that and select my sunglasses as well and uh, bought them. So emotionally, you you are in this state of like, here's the thing that I need to do. I do a background research. I wait on it a little bit. 
and then I go and get it. So these are kind of like more thought through, more planned purchases. But how about planned purchases? Yeah. But like I also need to add this. I didn't need sunglasses and extra sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Like I, I'm my own salesperson in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, yeah, like I especially find this really difficult when there are rules as online shopping, you know, like there are some criteria that you need to fill. It can be also in the in-person store too, in the self-checkout section. It's like you need at maximum five items or at least three items. Like there are these kind of like numbered elements. And um, we talked about this in our previous episodes too, but like... um with with like um delivery grocery store applications over digital um apps like there is that limit of like you need to reach at least this amount of um money right i don't know 20 dollars 15 euros then you will have this free or then you are possible to buy it like when there are these kind of rules then i feel like, okay, I am not in control of this shopping experience anymore because now I'm trying and searching for what I can add to my cart that can allow me to finish this purchase. Um, and I feel like if you go back to the bazaar experience, it's in a way similar. The guy is telling you, oh man, you cannot get 180 grams of cucumber. We only sell like half a kilo, man. Like just get the half a kilo. Like at that point you feel this, okay, I need to fill this criteria, whatever. It's only going to change 10, you know, or less. Like, but eventually this accumulates. And when you do this regularly during a month or a year, you end up spending more than you intended to. I don't know what you guys think, but yeah. Personally, it doesn't even the money spending for me. When I go to, uh, like when I do vegetable shopping, uh, vegetable, the significance of vegetable will be evident momentarily. When I go to vegetable shopping, I usually purchase exactly the amount I need so that I don't have to throw it out because they've gone bad. Correct. And yes. when somebody is trying to get me to buy more than I need, I am immediately thinking I will end up throwing this to the trash because it has gone bad. And like the problem with bazaars is, in Turkey, <laughs> and this is this is maybe very like uh, this is a very idiosyncratic thing. So maybe um, similar. I I wouldn't think this would happen in Germany. Maybe it does. I don't know, but I I wouldn't think it would happen in Germany. In Turkey, bazaars are a weekly event, sometimes bi-weekly event, but usually people go once a week, and they go, and a mother of like mother of five goes to the bazaar and buys stuff to feed a family of seven for a week. When that happens, they end up buying some of the things with large quantities, like two kilos of tomatoes or two kilos of cucumber, that kind of thing. And I am like, sometimes I live alone. Sometimes I live like two people in the house, but we aren't people who eat a lot of vegetables. I mean, no, That's like not strictly true, I guess, but like I, I, we don't do traditional breakfast, so we don't eat a lot of cucumbers and tomatoes. That that's more apt. Mm-hmm. So we need small quantities of groceries, and usually I like to like I when I decide to 
cook something, I like to go to the store and buy the thing there. Like I don't pre-buy things in the like for a week. I buy things and immediately use them. I try to in order to use fresh ingredients. So I buy small quantities and they always give me these faces like, but that's such a small quantity. Like I said, I don't, I try to dehumanize the experience when that happens. And I try to treat the other person like a machine. You are a machine that gives me products in exchange for the money I am going to give to you. Mm-hmm. We aren't friends. There isn't anything emotional between us. I just need X quantity of tomato. And if you are not willing to provide me with X amount of tomato, I'm going to, to the guy next door. So like I said, we have very different experiences with bazaar people. We have very different experience Mm-mm. interacting with bazaar people. Like I am not saying this applies to all. There are some very nice bazaar people. And I usually, when I go to the same bazaar, I tend to go to the nice people. Exactly. It becomes your person in a way, your cheese guy, your but, produce guy. Yeah, but what makes them nice is the fact that they don't act like Correct, that. yeah. So, like, uh, th- there is no point through our, like, when they do that, um, there's this beautiful phrase in Turkish, göz olmak, <laughs> becoming face and eyes. When they become face and eyes with me, I immediately move on to the next person. Too intimate. Yeah. Mm. But so like, um, if we, if you go back to the markets though, like our general stores, like retail stores, uh, grocery stores, how was your navigation is in there? Like John Dennis or Isa? Let me start by saying this because I don't think Isa is going to say this, even though she should. But whenever I go to a store with Zal, And when we go out and I come home and in the bags, there's always something silly that Izal bought while I was not looking. (laughs) I'm that person too. (laughs) Sometimes she asks when the thing is very ridiculous and cannot be ignored. Like she one time she bought a huge lollipop, (laughs) which wasn't wasn't filled with lollipop. Was that disappointing? Yeah, I, 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 I was so disappointed. Yes. I was so disappointed too. Like I, I don't. I think buying a huge lollipop if it comes with a large number of lollipops inside is a good idea. Just that the product was a light, a bad product. I don't recommend yeah, buying the had, large plastic lollipop in the store. It it had cheap and ugly toys inside it. So I, uh, I didn't I, have even candy. It had one candle that that looked so pathetic, sad, old. <laughs> <laughs> yes and so uh, when I opened it and so it was like that I filled it with candy and put it away mm-hmm. so you are is that a kind of like NS in a way you want to try out new funny interesting things you don't want to miss them out I am holding a giant lollipop filled with candy right now <laughs> Yay. I think uh, like this is a good uh, episode title Giant lollipop filled with candy. But it doesn't tell you about the episode. No, but it, it's 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 it it pulls you in though, right? You want to learn more about the giant lollipop filled with candy. <laughs> I do. By the way, uh, to our listeners, if you can suggest us a title for this episode, please do so on our social media accounts. Yeah, I don't think we should do that, Enes, because changing names for the episode is bad for the I episode. I mean, we won't change, but they they can suggest. <laughs> and we can 
Okay, let's say that uh, recommend us uh, sound clips that we can share on social media. Oh yeah, we we, we want to do that. They can they can mm-hmm. do that. Like they can say that particular part of the episode was very funny. You should use it as like if I say promotion material, it looks it sounds like I'm outsourcing the job to the listener. <laughs> That's not what's happening. <laughs> uh, what is happening is we are bad at marketing and we really need help. Yes, our our six listeners, please, please. Help yes. Us. <laughs> yes, like oh, we love all six of you. Probably, <laughs> like two or three are probably within this group, but like the others, you are the you are the true heroes of this podcast. <laughs> Shout out to our six loyal listeners. Um, but anyway, so buying something silly along the way is a sort of resilient thing that happens in a store. <laughs> like this happens when she online shops too. She always says, I have bought the thing necessary. Like we need, say, bread or cabbage. Usually yogurt. I bought the cabbage or yogurt. And along with that, I have also bought something dumb. <laughs> and and that dumpling is usually some form of candy. <laughs> Sometimes it's drinks of sugar, like sugary, very sugary drinks. I kind of have that kind of like silly dumb uh, shopping bit more like IKEA or like Primark kind of experience when you're at the checkout line, you wait for it and you're surrounded with baskets and there are like fun small things around you. I kind of find myself, okay, I will try this small, tiny thing on a basket and add it to mine. I think that's kind of a classical tactic of making people buy more than they intended while they're waiting. Um, but like you said, is that like they do add, they make them look appealing or they look funny or they look interesting and mm-hmm. colorful or... Um, And I kind of fail for it because it's usually not that expensive. So I'm like, I can't add that to my card. Um, no, IKEA is an interesting example because uh, we usually go to IKEA during the New Year's time. And uh, in that particular part of the store, there is um, decoration, like New Year decoration stuff. So um, what ends up happening was when we go there, we... We would like do the whole shopping thing, like with the meatballs and such. <laughs> and at at the end, people end up buying a few ornaments every time. <laughs> I am. It is it is funny because there are also ornaments in the entrance, and the entrance ornaments are usually not that uh, commonly used. We usually go after the holidays time, so uh, the um, ornaments are discounted. Next year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like but what you said, John Dennis, is really important. It's it's at like right at the end while you're leaving the store, it seems to work better than the entry. And that's when they get me too. So what do you guys think that we are thinking at that point when we are leaving? Why there is this need? I think decision exhaustion is a very real phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Like you get exhausted from all the decision making in the store and you just want to get out. So the part mm-hmm. of your brain that tells you this is a bad idea has gone to sleep by that oh, time. Oh, I I, mm. I I I just remembered the thing like uh, we we also we should also mention the um 
if you if you have spent over 50 liras you can buy these items discounted at the register type of deals yeah that's true too do you want to buy a 10 pack of uh, gums because now they are just 199 rather than 599 oh my god that's such a sale we should buy a lot of them <laughs> yeah and that what you said definitely transmitted into the design like the design of online shopping experience too there will be always mm. some sort of recommendation before you go do you want to add uh fries to your already fried burger and two more sauce <laughs> I, I i was thinking about uh, last time you shopped with us you bought these items do you want to repurchase them oh yeah yeah exactly the person who bought this also bought this <laughs> i want to give the example that doesn't work there there used to be a store in our neighborhood uh, it's a grocery store and Apparently, they had a problem with finding customers on the weekends. Huh. Uh, so what they did was, when you went there during the weekdays and bought something, they gave you these papers. And by using these papers, you can, like, if you buy, say, 100 liras of purchase during weekend, you would get, like, 20 liras or 30 liras off. That kind of thing. But they used to give them during weekdays and they would only work during weekends. And I have never used a single one of those papers. Yeah, since they are like so, so um, close to people's homes and it's not a big store. So people just people just drop by there after work, pick up bread or yogurt. It's not for the big shopping, but more for like on the go shopping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think what John Dennis said overall, um, decision fatigue is definitely influencing us at the end. But I, I, I also think that it, there is this kind of appeal of like, oh, it's in a basket. Oh, it's a small item. So the price cannot be that expensive anyway. Oh, like it's just a lira or so. I, I, I feel like the, the selected items kind of close to those uh, checkout points are also kind of appealing. Um, and because they are seems accessible or seems not so unnecessary, but fun with the you being tired and you want to leave and end this experience, you end up kind of getting them because you feel like, oh, what could it like if there was an iPhone? Right next to a checkout, <laughs> like you wouldn't buy it <laughs> because like you wouldn't give the decision of spending thousands of dollars or euros in the go. But when it's just a euro, a Turkish lira or whatever, you tend to be more flexible. And I think maybe that's an also interesting thing, like the price range of items and what certain items after certain price range you don't end up buying. Um I yeah. think there's an extra cynical element to the chocolate near the checkout store. I think the aim of that is when you are shopping with your children and you are waiting in line, your children would bully you into buying a chocolate. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you, as I might have mentioned, uh, I was on vacation the other week and uh, we were at the beach and there was a, uh, there was a, a cotton candy seller. And he was uh, his uh, catchphrase was like, uh, "Children, tell your mothers uh, that you want candy." 
Ç- çocuklar annelerinizi kandırın şey, e, pamuk şekerci geldi. Oh yeah. Three, uh, ch- children trick your mothers the cutting candy menace. That sounds so dirty. Uh, <gülüyor> <gülüyor> the cutting candy man is here. Trick your parents coming. Okay, This is a good answer. Whatever. <gülüyor> God. Not the cutting candy man. Actually, t- trick your mother's cutting candy man is also a good title. 